This is our devotional commentary for 1 Samuel chapter 26. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. Then the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is not David hiding himself on the hill of Hakilah, which is on the east of Jeshimon? So Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph with 3,000 chosen men of Israel to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul encamped on the hill of Hakilah, which is beside the road on the east of Jeshimon. But David remained in the wilderness. When he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness, David sent out spies and learned that Saul had indeed come. Then David rose and came to the place where Saul had encamped. And David saw the place where Saul lay with Abner, the son of Ner, the commander of his army. Saul was lying within the encampment while the army was encamped around him. Then David said to Ahimelech the Hittite and to Joab's brother Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, Who will go down with me into the camp to Saul? And Abishai said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there lay Saul sleeping within the encampment, with his spear stuck in the ground at his head, and Abner and the army lay around him. Then Abishai said to David, God has given your enemy into your hand this day. Now, please let me pin him to the earth with one stroke of the spear, and I will not strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can put out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? And David said, As the Lord lives, the Lord will strike him, or his day will come to die, or he will go down into battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. But take now the spear that is at his head and the jar of water, and let us go. So David took the spear and the jar of water from Saul's head, and they went away. No man saw it or knew it, nor did any awake, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen upon them. Then David went over to the other side and stood far off on the top of the hill, with a great space between them. And David called to the army and to Abner the son of Ner, saying, Will you not answer, Abner? Then Abner answered, Who are you who calls to the king? And David said to Abner, Are you not a man? Who is like you in Israel? Why then have you not kept watch over your lord the king? For one of the people came in to destroy the king your lord. This thing that you have done is not good. As the Lord lives, you deserve to die, because you have not kept watch over your lord, the lord's anointed. And now... See where the king's spear is, and the jar of water that was at his head. Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is this your voice, my son David? And David said, It is my voice, my lord, O king. And he said, Why does my lord pursue after his servant? For what have I done? What evil is on my hands? Now therefore let my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If it is the Lord who has stirred you up against me, may he accept an offering. But if it is men, may they be cursed before the Lord, 
For they have driven me out this day that I should have no share in the heritage of the Lord, saying, Go serve other gods. Now therefore, let not my blood fall to the earth, away from the presence of the Lord. For the king of Israel has come out to seek a single flea, like one who hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will no more do you harm, because my life was precious in your eyes this day. Behold, I have acted foolishly and have made a great mistake. And David answered and said, Here is the spear, O king. Let one of the young men come over and take it. The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into my hand today, and I would not put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Behold, as your life was precious this day in my sight, so may my life be precious in the sight of the Lord, and may he deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be you, my son David. You will do many things and will succeed in them. So David went his way, and Saul returned to his place. As David continues learning patience and restraint, it would seem that he should be granted his master's degree by now. In the previous chapter, a key lesson was reinforced when the Lord struck Nabal and he died. The Lord struck him. In 1 Samuel 26, David applies his growing knowledge of God's ways to another encounter with King Saul, confident that the Lord will strike him. The same verb is used, showing that David has learned that God can be trusted to handle both fools. He will leave matters in the Lord's hands, waiting for him to dispose of Saul as he did Nabal. Then again, the Lord may use some other method. He might allow Saul to die a natural death or to be swept away in battle. Regardless, the Lord will handle Saul's destiny. David does not know how God will do it, but he does know that he must not take this matter into his own hands. It is not God's will for him to dispose of the anointed king. The chapter is organized around three conversations. In David's conversation with Abishai, verses 6 through 12, again we see one man mistaking for providence what the other rightly saw as temptation. Abishai thought he had volunteered for a commando raid, but he came back disappointed. With Saul snoozing at his feet, David wouldn't let him do anything other than walk away with the king's canteen and spear. And he's likely thinking, and for that I risked my life? In the conversation between David and Abner, Verses 13 through 16. The canteen and spear serve as indisputable evidence that Saul's bodyguard had failed to do his job. Having escaped to higher and safer ground, David interrupts the deep sleep which God had induced, crying out, Will you not answer, Abner? David's satire is simple. Saul's defender should rightly be court-martialed and executed for allowing the king to become disarmed. 
No doubt it was very alarming for Abner. But for David, it was an encouraging sign that Saul's power was gone and nothing could prevent David from obtaining the kingdom. In a concluding conversation between David and Saul, verses 17 through 25, the king again calls him my son, and Saul's confession and promise really sound sincere this time. But David is too wise to take him at his word. Just because Saul has been a fool doesn't mean David should be one. Drawing attention to injustices suffered, David proceeds to cast himself and his future upon the Lord, his only hope. Instead of returning to Saul, David will remain with God. He will trust in the Lord alone. The two men will not see each other again, and David will wait for the throne, but he will not seize it. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.